What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Progress Not Perfection. I'm your host, Jeff Pakman. Thank you guys for tuning in today. By the way, if you guys want to apply for coaching, all you need to do is DM me on Instagram at Jeff Pakman Fitness, and we'll chat a bit more. I'll send you some more details about one-on-one coaching. Um, I do have some spots opening up this month and next month, so hit me up, and uh, and we'll go from there. Today we got a different kind of episode. We're going to be doing an Ask Me Anything. So I put up a question box in my stories, and no matter what the question is, I have to answer it, okay? So this week, we're going to get into some juicy ones. We're going to get into some weird ones. Man, you guys are fucking weird. I'm going to I'm gonna just put that out there. Like, I mean, you guys could ask me fitness questions. You guys could ask me questions about my childhood. You guys could ask any sort of questions you wanted to. And the first question today was, do you have an imaginary friend? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no, I do not have an imaginary friend. I do talk to myself quite a bit, though. Like, if you catch me when I'm by myself, I do talk to myself. Like, I have a an internal dialogue going constantly and it's actually outward and my mom's the same way my dad's the same way we all constantly talk to ourselves <laughs> fucking weird weird family um what else we got here is it okay if most of my protein comes from protein powder yeah it is okay but the thing is is like do you really want your protein to come from powder <laughs> right it's like i Sometimes we'll throw in a scoop or two of protein powder per day and be fine with it. But like if most of your protein is coming from powder, then what the fuck are you eating during the day? Like are you just having bowls of rice and like potatoes and like what are you what the fuck are you eating? That would be my first question. When somebody asks weird shit like this, like what the fuck are you eating? Because if most of your protein is coming from protein powder, then I, I just don't know what you're eating. So it's hard for me to answer that question. Um, all right, we got another one here. How do you know at which point in the journey to switch from losing to maintenance? This is a really good question. I could do a whole podcast about this one. So generally speaking, when somebody is, they're getting leaner, they're getting leaner, they're in a fat loss phase and they're reaching the last like five to 10 pounds. It's a good time to ask yourself like, how far do you want to take this cut? How much further do you want to take this deficit? Because a lot of people, they really want to lose that last five to 10 pounds. That's when things get challenging. That's when they get difficult is the last five to 10 pounds. Before that, it's it's like it's still challenging. It's still difficult, but it gets considerably more challenging and harder to deal with the last five to 10 pounds. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Am I okay with not having abs? Am I okay with not having visible abs, a six pack? Like, do it, Is that really gonna add any quality onto my life other than maybe I can take a few selfies that look kind of cool. But other than that, like the potential downsides are possible hormone issues, um, lack of sleep, constant food focus. There's tons of issues that come with being extra lean. So what you want to do is maybe you want to get to that point where you are that lean 
And then from there, you want to jump into maintenance. Now, so how do you get into maintenance? That means you're going to have to eat more food. You're going to have to get into maintenance calories. So what can you do? Chances are to get you into that deficit, you had to drop your calories. You had to drop them by like, let's say 500 off of your maintenance to get you to where you are now. Cool. So we dropped your calories by 500, which means that we need to bring them up back by 500. So it's going to be different for everyone, but let's say on average, most people to get into a nice deficit is going to be like 500 to 700 calories below their maintenance. So we're going to bring those calories back up slowly. I don't really like the thought of bringing somebody right back up to maintenance. I like to have them in what's called a reverse diet. And there's nothing special about a reverse diet, but I like to bring their calories up slowly and gradually just to make sure they don't overspill. When you overspill, this means you gain a ton of fat on the back end and you rebound off of your cut, which happens to a lot of people, right? This is why I don't let my clients quit coaching after they reach their their body composition. Like a lot of people will reach their goal and they're like, cool, Jeff, thanks. I'm done with coaching now. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Th- losing fat is not the hard part. The hard part is keeping it off. So we need to do some work around maintenance. You need to know what it feels like to maintain your current weight. The scale is going to fluctuate up and down three to five pounds still. Just because you're ma- you're in maintenance doesn't mean the scale is just going to read the same thing every day. It's still going to fluctuate. You're still going to have those same uh, cravings and food issues that you had before. But the truth is, like, hopefully if we've done some good work together, your relationship with food has improved. You're able to eat more food without gaining body fat. And you're able to have a better, clearer picture of what, you know, what sustainable tracking and dieting and lifting, like, like what a sustainable fitness routine looks like for you. So... Once we've gotten you to that point, it may take six months, it may take a year, it may take longer than a year. Um, I can tell you right now that it's not going to happen in 12 weeks. Like you will, you will see a great result in 12 weeks. If you do the fucking hard work, 12 weeks, you will see a great result. But the truth is like that transformation you're looking for just takes longer. And so you're just going to have to dedicate yourself to the process. Does that mean everybody has to sign up for coaching and stay with me for six months to a year? No, they don't. Some people can stay on for 12 weeks. Some people, all they need is a little readjustment. They need some accountability to get back to a deficit, to be consistent with it. And maybe they already know how to do maintenance. Maybe they already know how to do the even the surplus side of things. So some people will only need 12 weeks of coaching. Other people will need a lot longer than that. It just depends. It just depends where you're at in your journey. So I guess the best thing I would say is try to get as lean as you possibly can through your deficit and then slowly bring those calories back up. And then once you notice your weight is stabilizing, you're feeling good, your energy levels are good, but you're not gaining body fat, you're not gaining weight, then that's a good place to stay for a little while. You can stay there for a month, you can stay there for two months, um, and then we want to think about maybe getting you into a surplus to build some muscle, or you can just hang out at maintenance. So hopefully that answers that question. All right, let's see what the next one is. Okay, so the next question is, what's your guilty pleasure? 
guilty. I don't know that I feel guilty about any of the pleasures I have, but there are some things that I'm like, okay, this I enjoy this way too much. And one of those things is pickleball. You guys know this about me. You guys know I fucking love pickleball. Um, I got a tournament coming up this week, by the way. I'm playing in some, uh, I'm playing singles. I'm playing mixed doubles two days. One is a senior split age pro. So I'm playing with a senior female pro. And then I'm playing with her. And then um, that actually is coming up. And then I'm playing singles 4.5, which is the highest level I've ever played in a tournament uh, in singles. I've actually never played singles in a tournament. I probably should play 4.0 singles, 4.0, but I'm playing 4.5 because I want the experience of playing against better players. Um, so that's why I'm doing that. And then I'm playing some men's doubles, and I'm playing mixed doubles 4.0. Um, so the goal is to get me to a 4.5 all around and then eventually get to a 5.0. And if you don't know the rating systems in pickleball, it's just like tennis. Basically, the higher the number, the higher skilled level player you are. I'm a 4.0, 4.5 right now. I'm like on the cusp of 4.5. So um, hopefully I'll be there soon. Anyways, so that's one of my guilty pleasures. Another guilty pleasure is I fucking love watching MasterChef. It's been my thing lately. I've been watching that. I love Gordon Ramsay. A lot of people don't like him, but I fucking love him. Uh, I used to work in kitchens. I was a, a line cook for a very long time. And so, you know, there's something about cooking. There's some, I love it. It's exciting. Another guilty pleasure is sometimes I just like laying in the grass on my backyard with my dog and just fucking laying there and turning off my phone, thinking about absolutely fucking nothing and just relaxing in my on my backyard with my dog and just us lounging in the fucking watching the clouds <laughs> that's that's like i fucking love it man like i love doing that and i've been super grateful that i have a backyard because for the first time in my life i have a fucking yard i always lived in apartments always lived in the duplexes i didn't have a yard now that i have a backyard i fucking love it it's amazing and that's why i got my dog is because i finally had a yard and to be honest, I hope my landlord isn't listening to this, but I got my dog certified as an emotional support animal so that I could have my dog at the apartment I'm at. Because um, otherwise, he wasn't allowed to live with me. And I was like, oh, well, he's an emotional support animal. Cool. It was only like 150 bucks, and they can't say no. So I'm like, oh, he's helping me with my anxiety. <laughs> Which is true. He is to be honest, but I'd say those are my two, those are my three main guilty pleasures. Uh, and another guilty pleasure I have is Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, I have not tried the animal crackers, Reese's peanut butter cup things, um, but those are on my list. So many people have told me about those because they know I love Reese's. What do you love about yourself? Um, I think I'm very independent. I think I'm very driven. I'm very motivated. I'm super loyal. I am a, a relatively positive person. I always look at the best um, in people. I always try to see the best in people. I always try to assume that people are doing their best. Um, I'm I'm a coach, but I'm also very coachable. So if I have somebody who's like at a place that I want to be, for example, like let's say I have a relationship counselor, I'm very coachable. I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to um, soak things up for new people. Let's say I have a pickleball coach. I'm very coachable. I will listen to what they have to say and I will apply it. I have a business coach. He tells me what I need to work on. Hey, dude, your content needs to step up in this way. I'm like, cool. 
I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to apply it, right? He tells me I need to send more emails. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to send more emails. If you're not on my email list, get on there because I'm fucking sending weekly emails and they're going to be the most amazing shit you've ever read. If you want to get on my email list, just sign up for the free calorie calculator in the show notes and because uh, and, I'm going to send some of the best emails you've ever fucking read. And it's a good way, like if my Instagram ever gets hacked, God forbid, um, I have a way to get a hold of you guys and you guys can still get content from me and I can tell you guys about a new page that I may start or whatever. Um, and if I ever have sales on stuff, um, I can let you know. So good good thing to have on an email list. I don't blow up my email list with like emails every day, but I do send out like a once a week email, sometimes twice a week. Um, usually it's just information and tidbits. Sometimes it's about to tell, it's about telling people I have a new podcast episode out. Um, last week I did an episode about Beachbody, so go listen to that. I think it was a great fucking episode, and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of that if they ever, um, if they're ever interested about Beachbody. Um, all right, let's see what other questions we got. (whistles) Meaning of life, question mark. Fuck, that's such a hard one. Um, okay. And I didn't prepare for any of these questions, by the way. So the meaning of life for me is about relationships. It's about creating memories with people you love. It's about creating relationships. It's about helping others. It's about being your true, honest self. It's about finding who you are and then bringing the best in yourself to relationships, to people that you love. And it's about speaking your truth it's about uh, being unapologi- um, unapologetically yourself. I think that is the beauty. You know, God created us all for a particular reason, to be the way we are, to act the way we are, to do the things that we're destined to do. And I believe that, uh, that we all have a unique and special skill and special purpose that we can bring to the world. Some of us just don't know what it is yet, and some of us are very knowledgeable about what it is. Um, you know, I'd say I have many skills that I bring to the table, but um, I think one of my best skills is my ability to identify and read people. I think I'm very good at reading people. I'm very good at picking up on nonverbal communications from people. I'm very good at identifying uh, what people need from me and trying to give it to them to the best of my ability. I'm just good at talking people through shit. Like in another life, I probably would have been a psychologist or a counselor um, just because I like helping people through their problems. Now, I became a coach, and so that's one way I help people through their problems. But in a lot of ways, I also help them through their emotional shit as well. And I'm not a therapist by no means, um, but a lot of my clients I do end up, we end up discussing a lot of this stuff because it is fucking important, you know? I just posted today, you know, don't face your feelings. Or I, I said, uh, <laughs> what did I say? I said, uh, stop stuffing your face and face your feelings. Something like that. I said it a lot better in my tweet. Anyways, um, I think it's an important thing to for a coach to realize that it's not just all about macros and calories in, calories out. Uh, oh, here's what I said. Stop stuffing your face and face your stuff. Damn, that's good. Why can't I remember that shit? That's fucking gold. I didn't come up with that. I, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. But uh, 
but I think it's just so applicable. I think it's so applicable. We all deal with emotional eating. We all deal with um, with feelings and emotions. And the more you try to stuff them with food, the more you're trying to fill like a spiritual void with food and with things like that. So if you can find a way to fill that, that void that you're feeling with things like a spiritual practice, meditation, journaling, therapy, whatever your thing is, I think you're going to find a lot more meaning meaning and purpose into your life. And and so I hope that helps some of you guys. Man, this isn't even about fitness anymore. It's about like really my my thoughts on life, which is cool. I don't really share this stuff too often. Uh your last song on Spotify. I don't even listen to Spotify. I have Apple Music. I know I'm one of those guys. The last thing I listened to how do you even see what you listened to last? Uh, did you just go to liked songs? I don't know. Looks like I have Behind the Bars by DJ Ace. I don't even know what that is. I guess we'll play a little bit and see if it's any good. taking a while to get to the uh, hold on I'm gonna fast forward this all right I'm gonna I'm just gonna pause that I don't know what that is I don't know what I'm listening to maybe it was like some studying music or some shit I generally listen to rap I generally listen to hip-hop um but lately I've been getting into punk again and because I listened to punk when I was younger in high school and I I love punk music um but I love many different genres. I love classic rock. I love punk. I love reggae. Um, I like rap a lot. I like 90s rap the most. But um, some new rap is okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of like the mumble rap shit. It's, to me, I don't know. Just not into it. I don't listen to a lot of music about drugs, money, bitches, and hoes. You know, like that's not my kind of music. Like I like more conscious rap. Like I, I like more like boom bap like 90s conscious rap talking about real issues talking about real things but every now and then i'll get down on some some ignorant stuff too okay we got one more actually we got a couple more new to all of this can i start with one to two things for a few weeks tracking steps and then add on lifting water etc absolutely i think that's a great idea um what one thing that you can do is you can start with tracking your food for week one, and then week two, add on some steps, start tracking your steps. You know, week three, start tracking your protein. Week four, start adding in some lifting, and then maybe week five, add in some cardio. And I think by then, like, you have all the pieces of the puzzle to get this fat loss train rolling, and you can just take it one piece at a time. Or you can just jump in with both feet, which is honestly probably what you need to do. Okay. How many kids do you want to have? Eh, like one or two. How the fuck does a 43-year-old, 4'11 woman lose weight without spending two hours on the treadmill every day or eating only 1,000 calories? Current weight, 170. That is a tough one. So if you're 4'11, you're very short. You have a slow resting metabolic rate and your TDEE is not very high. So the best thing you can do is get your fucking steps up. And you might need to eat 
you know, 1,200 calories. You might need to eat less. I don't know your current situation. I'd imagine at 170, you could probably eat closer to 1,400 to 1,600. But um, but likely, you're probably very sedentary. So what you want to do is make sure that you're getting at least, at least I'd say eight to 10,000, maybe even more. If you're 4'11", and you're really trying to drop some body fat, like start getting in those steps. And if you bitch to me about how hot it is outside or how you know you don't like going to the gym to get your steps in or blah 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 look i spent six hundred dollars on a fucking walking pad you think i wanted to spend that kind of money i'm not rich i bought a fucking walking pad for 600 bucks because i knew that some days it was going to be too hot or too cold to get my steps in and i didn't want to go to the gym to just stand there and get my fucking steps in so I get my steps in while I'm working sometimes, and that's just what I had to fucking do. And you may have to do that too. You can put it on a credit card. I don't fucking care. Get a walking pad. Or before I had the money for the walking pad, I used to walk downstairs to my living room while I took calls and answered emails and answered questions from clients and did all the things I needed to do. I would just walk around my fucking living room, and I got my steps in that way. So... You got to fucking find ways to get those calories down and get your steps up. And that's that's the best thing I can tell you. Um, all right, we got one more here. Oh, never mind. Wait, let's see. Get a better one. I have a crush on you because you do you, boo. It's refreshing when a man is himself. All right, I'm, we're not going into that one. You should get a tattoo. What is your faith, spiritual, or religion like? So, hmm, how deep do I want to go in on this? I'm I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I believe in the universe, whatever you want to call it. I believe I do pray. I do meditate. I do. I don't go to church. I don't practice any specific religion with a name. Um, but the reason I've, I'm I'm a spiritual person. I call myself spiritual because. Um, 12 years ago, I was severely addicted to drugs. I had a fucking problem. I was going to go to prison and I, you know, I had drug felonies and I was doing bad and I weighed 125 pounds. I was fucking sick to my stomach and, uh, wanted something different from my life, but I didn't know how to do it. So I prayed, I hit my knees. I prayed. I feel like, uh, whatever is up there saved me, helped me in some way. And I found myself in a 12 step meeting. Narcotics Anonymous. I found myself in a 12-step meeting and I stayed clean and I haven't looked back since. And I still have that relationship with my higher power today. And I pray every day. And I pray that everyone who's listening to this has a, a beautiful fucking life and they stay healthy and happy. And I pray that, you know, God looks over their family and makes sure they're good and protected. So I do believe in that. And, and some of the mentors that I looked up to the most that helped me stay clean in the beginning, they used to pray with me and they would like, uh, you know, they'd say grace before a meal and things like that. Say, thank you for the food. Thank you for this day. Thank you for each other. I love that. I think that's like, that's so awesome to, to, uh, to have something that you believe in. So whatever your faith is, whatever your religion is, if it makes you a better person, I think that's awesome. It gives you morals and ethics to follow. I think that's amazing. All right, guys, I'm going to sign off. That's it for this episode. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.